Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. My name is Sarah and welcome to another episode of Talking Past. Alongside me every week is manager marathon running Jacob who completed the Toronto Marathon yesterday by the time we're recording this. Claps for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Clap if you're listening. And thank you to the Talking Past team, Sarah, yourself, and Izzy behind the camera here who showed up. Came out with the cheers mm-hmm. and got me up that last little like hill. They Which put a hill I think is the- so insane. So f- this this race is known for being mostly downhill. And then at the very end, you have to run up this like little hill. When you have like 200 meters left. Everyone was dying. 200 meters. Everyone was dying on the hill too. And I was like, this feels so unfair. Like such a facade. You've just ran all downhill for 42 kilometers. But your last point two, they're like, ha. We're going to put a hill there. But you killed it. You were smiling up the hill. I have the video footage to prove it. <laughs> you were good. You might have been like wanting to kill us, but like you were like, you were smiling. So it looked good. It was a little bit of an out of body experience, but no, you guys honestly helped me get up there. So thank Amazing. you. Amazing. How do you feel up. today? Uh, not great. I don't <laughs> I blame you. You ran 42.2 kilometers. In decent spirits, but the body is just in rough shape right now. Taking steps is a little bit difficult, but I'm sitting in this chair right now. So it's, I'm You're okay. good. You're yeah. good. Okay. Well, what do you <laughs> post marathon race? What are you drinking, Jacob? This week I'm drinking something pretty wild, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Listen, first of all, bowl of cereal in the morning or in the evening. I don't do afternoon cereal, but I like cereal morning or evening. Okay. Wild cereals too. I grew up on Fruit Loops. I'm a big Fruit Loop fan. I wasn't allowed to have Fruit Loops when I was growing up. Really? Yeah, it was like two. Did you have sugar. any cereal? Yeah, I was a big Corn Puffs girl. Corn Puffs or Corn Pops? Corn pops is what I meant to say. Corn okay, pops. I was like, yeah. is that some like off-brand nutrition? No, this like, is like, <laughs> it's like the no frills version. Like I couldn't afford the regular ones. No, it was corn pops. Okay. Sorry. And mini wheats. Those were the two I was okay. allowed to have. With the frosting on the mini wheats? Yes. Okay. So you're not, that's not too. And unhealthy. Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah. Okay. Those are classics. Yeah. 
I liked Fruit Loops, and okay, I haven't had this in so long, but I think it's so delicious. It's cereal milk. So first of all, you pour your bowl of cereal, and then you pour your milk in. Yeah, obviously, obviously milk goes in second. Yeah, obvi- that's like if not even a debate. you pour your milk in first. Why would you want that splashing to come up on you? Absolutely if you, not. If you pour your milk in first, comment, and uh, we're we're gonna block you or something. <laughs> Then don't call <laughs> uh, But that's what I've been drinking because it's just so tasty. It's like mm, sugary. Yeah. And you know, after post-marathon, I'm trying to like replace some carbohydrates. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so uh, that's what I'm drinking. Sarah, what are you drinking this week? Um, I second that. I love like slurping up the bowl after. I don't eat enough cereal anymore though. I kind of stopped. It used to be my favorite drunk meal when I came home from the bar in university. Again, oh, whoa, poor university really? student. But I was a poor university student, so I would have... Um, uh, what's the one with the marshmallows? Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. I was allowed to have them as a kid, so then I would like oh, go and buy them as a I did university that student. University too. Yeah, I used to get <laughs> like the chocolateiest cookies yeah. and stuff. That was my. <laughs> that was mine. That was my drunk university Whoa, meal. That's I know. Good. Um, I am drinking wake water. So uh, I've been posting a lot about it on TikTok and Instagram. Shannon hyped up a wake water yeah. when she was here on the pod. Um. I, I don't know. I just, I like it as my new afternoon replacement on like a Saturday afternoon when I'm a big two coffees a day girl. So on a Saturday though, it's really easy for me to like dip into drinking like three coffees a day though. But I like it as like a pre going out to the bar drink. I don't want to have an energy drink. Instead, I'll use like awake water and it doesn't feel as like, I don't know, it, makes, it doesn't make me bloated and everything, but I really liked it so far. It tastes light. It doesn't yeah. feel like. So for those who don't know, it's caffeinated water. Mm-hmm. It kind of tastes like a vodka soda <laughs> but it's good it's really yummy so i like it because it doesn't make you feel like gross and bloated before you go out yeah the worst thing with those drinks is like if they taste like chemicals that which it doesn't it yeah. doesn't it has no aftertaste which i love I yes like it. exactly it's good shout out wake water shout out wake water sarah what are we watching this week um last night i stayed up until two in the morning watching the heiress tour live stream from nashville i told myself i wouldn't be the person that would watch the live streams and very quickly i have become i think it's because i'm a month out I'm a month out from my show. By the time this pod goes out, I'm seeing Taylor Swift from Pittsburgh on June 16th. And I'm officially like, it feels real enough now that I'm like getting ready for it. Right. And last night or when you were watching this, it was the like rain show. Yeah, the like rain show. We love a rain show in Taylor Swift world. So I have been watching the live streams. I bounce. Nolan's like, what are you doing? I'm like bouncing around them for like, who was the best view? And like, this girl's choppy. And like, I'm like (laughs) judging people that are using their phone battery to like, give a free concert which is crazy so it's making me excited uh for going to the show i'm sorry everyone i will not be live streaming i need my phone battery for <laughs> tiktok content but i will not be live streaming but i appreciate everyone that does do you think you've watched the entire show now i think i know the only thing i don't know what happens is like transitions like i okay i really been watching the song stuff and i watch for like surprise songs so i want to see what surprise songs are coming out and I, there's surprise guests too right sometimes sometimes also, Ed Sheeran yeah. was around um, right? or was that no. the clip? No. We'll just cut this. No. <laughs> uh, what have you been watching? Okay, so speaking of the marathon, this is the last time I swear I'm going to talk about the podcast. Got <laughs> Until home. he runs the New York one in November. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got, uh, I crashed afterward. So Haley and I threw on the original Jurassic Park. Oh, wow. I hadn't watched yeah. it in a long time. Does it still hold up? It does hold up. This is what I was going to say. Listen. If you ever, this is what a lot of people, my friends have told me, is like they'll watch horror movies or like thrillers, not because they think it's going to be a good movie, uh, but because they want to watch it with me to like see my reactions. I jump scare quite really easily. easily? Yeah. And I was going to say wow. there were at least three points in Jurassic Park as I'm like tiredly watching it. Then I got a full on jump scare and I was like, whoa. Those, and those is that the sound you make? Whoa. 
Yeah. <laughs> Those Velociraptors Raptors are oh no joke. Oh my god. I haven't watched the original Jurassic Park since I was probably like six years old and watched it like with my neighbor in Winnipeg and I was terrified and I don't think I've ever watched it since. Listen, if you're looking for a scare, get on that. Not really into that. Um, What are you listening to right now? Okay, another podcast. I've listened to this for like a long time. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the stand-up comedian Pete Holmes. He has a show called You Made It Weird. And he had, brings on all kinds of different guests. So, like, one of the recent ones that I listened to is Bobby Moynihan from SNL. And okay. then Julie Louise, Louis Dreyfus was Julia the... Julia Louise Dreyfus, yes. Yeah, difficult name, great episode. <laughs> uh, was, I think, his most recent one as of today that we're recording this. Uh, but it's just, like, really interesting interviews with people. Really long-form, mm-hmm. one-on-one interviews uh, with celebrities. But, like, touching on subject matter that you're not really getting in other shows. So, it's oh, a lot cool. of personal stuff. Some of it's like spiritual, taps into like spirituality and oh, mental health and all kinds of like interesting subjects. So I've been like really diving into those episodes, episodes recently. What about you? What are you listening to this Not week? diving into spirituality. I mean, guess for maybe for emo kids, uh, Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- put, put that on like the awards for podcast <laughs> transitions. Thank you. Thank you. We're trying. Um, yeah. So I bought Nolan tickets to see Blink-182 for Christmas. And when this airs, I will have seen them on Monday. So let me know if I wore black eyeliner under the my eyes. The show is soon. Next Monday. Oh, yeah. wild. Yeah. I'm going to record the pod and then go to the show. And so um, and I bought them really good tickets. Like I kind of forgot I got like the premium seating. So we yeah. get like lounge access and all this stuff. So okay. I'm debating on doing like the black under eyeliner to like you know get into it um but yeah i'm nolan made me a playlist of songs i have to listen to i think he just got the set list because i know the hits i know the blank Wayne two hits like we play the hits i know them but it's it's like some of the like the stuff that i guess to a fan that would be popular i don't necessarily know are you like ready to scream like where are you yeah that was a good impression listen i do it often that was not (laughs) bad yeah i'm i'm very excited for like I think it's just going to be like screaming at the top of your lungs, that type of show. And I'm yeah. excited for that on like a Monday night, which is going to be cool. And then speaking of kind of watching live streams in advance, has Nolan or have you both together watched any of like the Coachella stuff or like... No, uh, I watched a couple of the Coachella things, um, but no, I haven't. So I said going into the show kind of just... Yeah, I, I he made me a playlist and I'm guessing is maybe the set list, but I don't know. Um, they just play their hits though. Nolan did tell me he's like they had their first few shows and I he was a little nervous. And he goes, no, they like just play the hits. And I go, that's a band that knows what's up. Incredible. And Tom is back. So Tom is back. <laughs> Our next guest is a professional makeup artist, YouTuber, and retired fangirl. From sharing her life across all the platforms to hosting on the literal MMVA's red carpet, this creator has done it all. She also makes a mean margarita, and here to talk about everything about being former fangirls, please welcome my friend, Jacqueline Forbes. Oh my God, Sarah, I need you to like do this every time I walk, you into, walk a into a room. room. Yeah, you're just like giving my little spiel. Jacob always laughs because I can't write an intro for myself for the life of me. Like yeah. anytime I need a bio for any event, I'm always like, can you Today, write it? Today, I emailed I, you about, or messaged you about this. I didn't this, do it. Like, you didn't. Sitting. I was like, She's not going to do that. Wait, so do you do these all the time? You make I, every, them all yourself? No, every person. Yeah, I try to do a little intro oh for them. I took, I stole it from another podcast. Shout out the Lady Gang. It was like the first podcast I yeah. ever really listened to. They used to like always do a really good intro. Right. And I love, it makes the guests feel like welcome. Like Totally. I and it's not just like the media about. kit spiel. Like you just exactly. like, that was your, you didn't even ask me for any info. No, I you didn't. You just knew. You, you know I make a mean You margarita. do make <laughs> better than the Soho House Picantes. You, you on heard record, it here first. On record. What is so special? I'm not 
you got to sell okay, me on margarita because so I'm not a huge margarita guy. I've honestly like stolen this recipe from my friends. So it's actually Mackenzie's. You know oh, Mackenzie. Yeah, okay, okay, of course, yeah, yeah, she was a bartender and like knows how to make all the best cocktails. So actually the first time I met Mackenzie, we were making margaritas. It's the first night I met Tori too. Oh, really? And we made them in a garlic press because we didn't have a lime squeezer. So we were like squeezing limes through a garlic clove. <laughs> it was so weird. Whoa. But anyways, that's where I got the recipe. Oh so God. there's ma- so I use maple syrup, which is my own like little like Jacqueline-ism on it I instead love. of like agave or like a sweetener. So, so maple good. syrup is what I do, but it's just like the ratio of like the fresh, it has to be fresh lime juice. Mm-hmm. And I also like, I was home growing some like jalapenos and it some was spicy, wild. some spicy little add-ins. <laughs> so I always do jalapenos that she like put on yeah. wow okay what a touch a rim, you had a rim too which is like oh, so important tahine. Tahine tahine on the rim. On i'm a tahine girly through so and through important. So, and like and also glassware matters like i yeah. feel like i'm really in my adulting era where i love like cookware and like plates yeah. and i'm like I'm turning this into sounds, one of those people. It's classy. It sounds classy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is also... Uh, okay, I'm, I'm convinced. But that's okay. also a great transition because like it was a classy way for us to start up a night that was like kind of bringing out our former fangirl selves. Right. That entire night we were like in Jacqueline's like living room getting ready to go see Niall Horn at that private iHeartRadio and Universal right. Music show. And we literally were just sitting there talking and reminiscing on like crazy fangirl errors. And that's how this whole episode kind of like the idea came to mind because we were just having such great chats about it. Totally. And poor Naomi was sitting there the whole time being like, you freaks. Like, what is wrong with you? And we were just like, oh, oh, oh. like speaking in weird, like simlish oh language. God. And talking but, about like the different Twitter groups yes. and how like, like Swifties were one way directions were another, like, like believers, like how everyone had mm-hmm. their own different like vibe. So, and I knew you had like a fangirl past, but I didn't know the depth of it. So it's, we I keep really it very were just secret. like getting into it it like brought me back and that's how we're gonna get into it today jacob is gonna play kind of like okay well i already had a question i was like okay you gotta start to unpack this for me give me a little background of because you are coming at the fangirl ism is that what you call it fan sure fangirl life fangirl 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 life but there are different groups right so like who are we supporting here well, I think, okay, so, like, I think it's best if we both just talk about, like, how we started in our fangirl era. So it's probably the easier way to begin. Totally. I was a Bieber fangirl from, like, like very early on, and that's how I actually got into Twitter. So I remember I heard about Twitter because Ashton Kutcher announced he was on it, and it was, like, on a magazine. So random. And then I looked into Twitter, and I was like, oh, my God, like, there's, like subgroups of whatever and then I made like a Twitter account with like it was, my username was like ILY Sarah How Bieber. How old were you? 14. And okay. the day I made Twitter my dad goes great I'm making Twitter I might have been 13 actually 13. My dad goes great I'm making Twitter too. My dad would like follow my tweets to make sure I wasn't tweeting anything inappropriate. Oh, <laughs> were your parents on your social my parents game from, were day from day one? From okay, day one. Same. My dad from day one. Yeah it's like he knew he's like if you want to work he, I always wanted to do media you knew that it's like he knew and then I eventually got the username Bieber's OLLG which was a big deal because it was Bieber's one less lonely girl. Oh I was like what's OLLG? LG. Oh, One less okay. Literally, I was not in the Bieber fandom. So <laughs> Bieber was like my catalyst in getting into fangirl Twitter. It's how I made a shit ton of my friends. Like it's how I like gained like my however many twenty five thousand plus followers on it. Like which that's is like crazy when you're like which 13. Is cra- yeah, and like into sixteen, oh. whatever. And then I like, also had another era, at, like One One Direction started to become popular, mm-hmm. where. We and that was through Tumblr. Like I found out about One Direction through Tumblr, mm-hmm. as one did. And then I, um, with my friends Lily and Mary Kate, me like get One Direction on New Music Live Twitter account. That's then how we ended up meeting them on New Music Live, and that was my little One Direction era as well. But that was like I like skirted off to the One Direction era for a bit, but I got death threats and it was scary. So then I like came back to my Bieber lane. I was like, the Bieber people are nicer. And but then you were instrumental in like the early One Direction days. Like yeah. I'm just putting it. I just put it together last week. I was like, oh, <laughs> you were the reason they were at Much Music. Music. like and I was there outside trying to be like Hello, yeah. okay so you Sarah you were kind of for Bieber Early, 
Well, like it. Well, like wonder. It was yeah for both. But Bieber was my constant until I met him, and we can get into that story later. But it was like Bieber was my constant, and then I was a closeted Swifty because Bieber fans and Taylor Swift fans enemies hated each other on the internet. So I couldn't be both. Mm -hmm. You literally, I went to the Taylor Swift red tour for both nights, and I had girls tweeting me being like, "Oh, like you like Taylor Swift?" LOL. Like being like annoyed that I was seeing Taylor Swift in concerts. Like that's why like people are always like, "Oh, why weren't you on like your Taylor Swift game early on?" Whatever. Taylor Swift was like I was more of like a tumblr thing more kept private but mm-hmm. twitter was all beebs all the time even bieber and one direction i feel like we're very yeah. opposing fandoms I and i was very like i'm one direction like you be believers and like i was anti that so then how did you get into one direction were you also the okay tumblr and so stuff, you know what was how- so funny i was never like boy crazy like all my friends were into bieber and i like this was like i would have been in grade six or seven and i was like who is this boy like whatever you and they it was all like their like desktop backgrounds and their yeah, computer yeah, backgrounds, yeah. like that era <laughs> and like facebook was i was just getting on facebook and like Anyways, I just, like, didn't understand it at all. I was like, how are you guys so obsessed with this, like, random person who doesn't know you exist? Like, that's crazy. Like, I genuinely did not get it. Yeah. And then, give it a year later, One Direction, and my friend, and I think it was, must have been through Tumblr. I think my friend was like, you have to watch these video diary videos. This was, like, yeah. December 2011, <laughs> like, yeah, early yeah, days. Yeah. Early, they hadn't even early. been to Toronto or Canada before. Feb- February of 2012. End of February, yeah, I think. I, like, remember this timeline? Like, it was so pivotal in my, like, high school years. This would have been... I think grade nine for me yeah. and literally overnight I was like I am obsessed I will do anything to support these like I, I was fully in it and in. it was like I didn't even recognize myself I was like who am I like yeah oh my God. and then it was like <laughs> I, it's so funny I look back to all those fangirl days and those were so um like tied to my like high school like same. teenage like I think of that era in high school like that was same 13 I, to like 16 like extreme I would come home from school at what well, usually like a sports practice at a hockey practice mm-hmm. or something come home Go on my little Twitter.com on my laptop and just like scroll and tweet. And I tweeted legitimately what are you, any okay, thought. What are you, that, yeah, I was going to say, what are so you, you tweeting? Like what are you actually yeah. sharing? No, I, what, I used to think, and maybe it didn't come out. I used to think I was like fun. Like I was very sarcastic. Like yeah. I was never like, like crazy. I was crazy obsessed, but I like tried to play like cool girl crazy mm. obsessed. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there's totally. those types of people in the, in the fandoms. Yeah. And I just like, I was never crazy. Like, oh my God, I want to like lick his face. And people are nuts like that. I just like. I had an okay, audience. Honestly, it was like playing to an audience. It was like playing to an audience. It was if like, that's crazy obsessed, what is cool crazy obsessed? I don't know. I just like knew every, I just spent a lot of time, but yeah. honestly, it was with the community. And that's why it's like really crazy. Cause my, when I asked my sister, are you surprised that I gained an audience on TikTok? She goes, no, cause you used to like always be on the internet with like your internet right. friends through like Twitter and stuff and going to concerts. Okay. Is like, that it was, the draw? Is, is the, the community, community aspect I, yeah, I of it? I think so. Like behind. I literally like shout out Lily Stathopoulos, like one of my best friends from high school, we met because of like Bieber Twitter and to this mm-hmm. day like we are still tight I like ran into her in Cuba like we'll still like go for dinner and catch up like she's still like someone like very like close mm-hmm. to my heart because we like lived all those crazy days yeah. together but the community was what I loved about it I love that I was like making friends with people from all over and that like we just like share love of the music and supporting totally. and I don't know it, it also was a creative outlet like I was able to like build something I think I that was the appeal so many ways I think that like stan twitter culture informed so much 100%. of like meme culture and even like humor on the internet in those days and age like that really made me fall in love with the internet in like a yeah. different way and like I already loved YouTube but I was obsessed like with early day YouTubers and stuff like that but something about like stan twitter and even tumblr culture like mm-hmm. it was a new like layer of the internet that I was like this is so crazy like it, it was its own like marketing tool then like For sure. you think of how these fangirls carried a lot of these like bands and These boy artists. bands and all that. Like, yeah. Without fangirl Twitter, like One Direction, like does not become like who they are. Like like that. Like totally. It, like it was like that. Like axis of like 
the growth of social media and like them because they were from the UK. Like think yeah. of how many like bands from the UK actually get like that massive that quick. That's what I was going to ask because I forget which one of you just mentioned it, but yeah. they hadn't come over. Yeah. One Direction hadn't come over to North America mm-hmm. bef- as you're starting to follow them. Totally. But, like do you feel that you have that hand in the promotion of the band I, yes, then? Yes. Like looking artist? back totally. 100%. Like it was just the perfect storm of the internet and then like with all the online hype and like well it's the same as your Twitter account. You were like petitioning for them to come my, on much My music. Twitter account was called get 1d on nml and they got an <laughs> nml so and then it, it worked but like granted like it was just like a great way to like show yeah. like the like the canadian mm-hmm. like i think it was like almost like one of the first canadian fan accounts that way it was mm-hmm. like everyone like rallied behind to like get their music videos on to like mm-hmm. to um them like as people as well so yeah i do think that like it's also why there's like the pipeline i've said it in like other podcast episodes the pipeline of like fangirls to like marketing and social media manager girls like mm-hmm. is so true because they've already been doing it yeah or like the music industry so many like intense fangirls have transitioned into that world and they work like behind the scenes or even what you were doing the other day like it is so funny how we were doing this when we were 12 anyways and now it like has evolved to what it is exactly right and now it's like it's careers but yeah. it's it's yeah it's that's so true it's like really interesting to see like how many people like end up going and working in the industry and like mm-hmm. understand but also understand the importance of like fangirl culture and like why this is important to them and like totally. all of that. I think my parents were honestly just happy that I wasn't like in a bush doing drugs. Like they Same. were like happy to drive <laughs> me so to the lame. <laughs> so lame. My parents were so happy to yeah. like drive me to Toronto and like let me go to New Music Live and like do my thing totally. or like go to a concert. Like they would pick me up. They didn't care because they were just happy I wasn't like, they're like, this is how she wants to channel her energy. Great. Like have at her. It's totally fine. 200%. I think my dad has taken me to probably close to 10 One Direction concerts. So really? shout out to Danny because oh he's seen One Direction through all the eras. Like he's really lived a good life with the concerts. What is the craziest? Like if you look back, yeah. you turn the craziest thing that you've you've done for like I'd say One Direction. I oh, guess. I mean like every night after school I would like be on the internet watching every single interview it was funny though I feel like I always had a bit of like the foresight even at a young like when I was 14 15 and like was feral and like would be sobbing uncontrolled like I <laughs> I was unstable at that time fully <laughs> like something was not normal and it's we were talking about this the other day it's kind of sad when you like look back like and obviously I'll still go to the shows and it was so fun to like see yeah. Niall last week and and it but it was a bit of like sadness that I'm like I'm sad that I'm like out of that era. I mean, mm-hmm. it's good for me now that I'm a 25-year-old woman and like not hysterical about it, but like it was such yeah. a fun time and obviously I appreciate it and I still like am such a big fan. Like I'll always be a fangirl, but there was something like crazy about that, that like, era. That drew you to it and that oh would like like there's this iconic photo that Lily took me when yeah. we had like floor seats for Justin Bieber and it's me just sobbing. Like uh. sobbing. I go, I don't even know what I would sob oh about anymore God. like ever like anything to this day like I, I I don't know and so it's like yeah you're right like there's there's something inside you that just drew you to be like so obsessed and like yeah. the energy was like so I don't know propelled but that was just like so Niall was here what a few days ago mm-hmm. and also did the free concert out at the radio station yeah. Yeah. and like I was seeing photos from that and there's still there are people there from like five in the morning oh, or yeah. something like that waiting and it was pouring rain but all like, day i get it because i used to do that i was gonna say there i'll never knock a fangirl i'm the biggest like yeah. like good work yeah and it. i don't mean to knock knock it at all i'm just like that for me i i don't know if there's one artist that, like, would, that <laughs> i would like do that in the for. rain for five hours no yeah. well see exactly like i like I'll but i long for that you know yeah. what i mean like that <laughs> oh i was alive in those days yeah i, I wish i could feel that level of yeah like, exactly there was like the mmva era was like an extra special one too mm-hmm. because there was like um like there was the camping out culture and all of that stuff like oh, there yeah. was like in 20 I guess 13 mm-hmm. 2013 2013 yeah I did two nights of back-to-back Taylor Swift and then I didn't go to sleep my friend 
um, my friend and I went and lined up for the MMVA red carpet from the Taylor Swift concert. Like, so we could be there for like midnight because they hand out the passes at yes. seven. Right. They would hand you out a number at that time. So like if we were number 77 in line at 7 a.m., they hand you a number in line. They go, go shower, please. Go make yourself <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, Because you were going to be, because the fans were like on the carpet. Yeah. So they wanted to make sure people didn't look they like they had been sleeping yeah. on the street. And then it came back and like, that was, I'll, I'll never forget. Like that was like, I look back and I can't fathom that I had the energy <laughs> to do yeah. that or the will to like sit there for that long. But it was probably so fun. Yeah. Oh, and I, yeah, the best it, was, it was amazing. Like so much fun. And I didn't even think twice about it. I climbed a tree to watch Justin Bieber do rehearsal yeah. and perched up in this tree on Queen Street <laughs> that is still there outside El Furniture Warehouse. And I'm just oh like sitting there crying, watching him. I go, what was I do? Like, like yeah. in the, I don't regret any of it. It like genuinely like was so much fun at the time. Oh, I love it. I didn't think anything was weird. <laughs> no, it seemed normal at the time. Looking back, I go, oh my God. Like again, thank my parents were so great. Like Same. very supportive. Same. Like they would drive me to the Toronto shows. We would go to Detroit because it was close enough. Like it was again, so fun. And like, I look back so fondly at all those memories, but it is so funny to like, look like now where we're at in life looking back I'm like oh my god all these things were almost like stepping stones to where we are now like even the MMBAs I'm sure actually if I pull up photos from like 2013 MMBAs I wonder if we're in the same probably photos like I, had, <laughs> I remember I brought my cousin it was like my two besties we had these neon shirts and we were like <laughs> this is actually like so funny that we did this so we obviously knew that like if we were like crazy fangirls that we would get tons of like people to come over and like the MMBAs like they're so interactive with like mm -hmm. the audience and stuff we were like little scammers this would have been in like I would have been in grade eight I think at the time I had like braces like prime awkward stage like looking back at photos is so funny <laughs> but so we went to Michael's on the drive to Toronto because I wasn't living yeah. in Toronto at the time and we went to Michael's bought felt we bought neon pink shirts and we would basically make cutouts of anyone who had like a four-letter name so we did like or like the acronyms for people's like names so it had to be at least like three or four letters because there was only four of us and we would swap out the letters on our shirts that would be like I don't even know who the artists were at the time like say it was share obviously it wasn't share but like, but like you yeah. so, we, so yeah. when we saw that they were arriving we'd like pin the new things onto <laughs> our shirts we'd be like share 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 so that we'd get them to come over because they would think we were crazy super fans when really and you then, were doing it for every we just person. yeah but we just wanted to meet that everyone because thought it was so, so fun smart. it's so funny i'm like not me and like what 12 or 13 like like i gotta do this like how am i gonna You're optimize like, playing the game yeah oh i i've always like <laughs> played the game oh my gosh um okay so like you just said you were like someone that was like hacking the system on mm. the mmba red carpet but then you ended up becoming a literal host on the mmba's red carpet so what was that like for you and how did that opportunity come to be oh so crazy so i always grew up watching much music i was always obsessed with like pop culture interviews all of mm -hmm. that stuff and I, they always did the much VJ search. And I was like, okay, when I'm 18, I want to go on and do that. Mm -hmm. And then literally the year that I turned, I was turning 18. That was the year that much had a lot of changes. All their like original programming kind of stopped. They didn't do the VJ search anymore. And I was like, just my luck. Are you kidding me? Like the one year I'll finally be able to apply for yeah. it. It's not a thing anymore. So I kind of had that thought and I'm not kidding. It was, must've been two weeks after my 18th birthday that I was posting on YouTube for about a year at this time. So this was like 2014, um, 20, like uh, end of 2014, like mainly 2015, I would say. Yeah. So I get this email from Much Music and they're like, hey, we work with YouTubers. Like, do you want to come in and like take a meeting? We'd love to meet you. And I was like, what in the world? Like I didn't even at the time fully even get what like a multi-channel network is, which was like really big for YouTube channels at the time. I didn't even know 
what the involvement was but I was like are you kidding me much music like I used to yeah. fangirl and stand outside these doors now they want me to go inside yeah. like yeah. They, do they know do they know like the, they should <laughs> let me in like just like literally the year prior I was at the MMBAs wild as like a fan as fans yeah, yeah. it must have was it the year maybe a year or two prior like close enough yeah. that it was like yeah, you shouldn't let me in this place like I <laughs> I'm obsessed um, so, you know, I took the meeting and yeah, they basically were like, we're working with YouTubers. We have a multi-channel network. We have a really small roster of, um, it wasn't even influencers at the time, like YouTubers, I guess. Yeah. And that's how I met Naomi. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so there's maybe like 30 of us at the time. And I remember like taking this like kind of contract home and I was like, cause at the time I was very much like doing YouTube on my own and like my parents mm-hmm. obviously were supportive, but like it was my own little thing. Yeah. And I grew up when I was younger as a child actor. My parents were obviously very on top of it, involved in my career as they had to be because I was like six. Yeah. But um, I always was like, my YouTube thing is going to be my own thing. And that's when I was like, okay, I think they should maybe read this contract with me because now it's kind of starting to like turn into a yeah. thing. Yeah. And Andrew Jacobs like, yes, have well, other I was people like, read I, re- I read that contract. It's a beefy contract. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> For another client that I had. <laughs> that's crazy. But um, yeah, because for the longest time I was like fake managering. Like I had a fake email, but it yeah, was the me. Classic, and yeah. I was like 16 being like, no, Jacqueline wants this, this, and this. Like I, it was really just me. But uh, you know, fake it till you make it. That's all part of it. Yeah. I love that. But then yes, yeah, so that was kind of like the turning point where I was like, oh, like maybe maybe this is like a thing. And I mm-hmm. always had the foresight, even when I was 16, like even when I was young being a fangirl, like I always knew that the worlds were all going to collide. And I even, Same. I never like would post anything like, like, inappropriate I mean, or like yeah same. I, didn't I always was very conscious of my like online presence and I always knew I was going to work somehow in these worlds so mm-hmm. I always had the foresight to like be somewhat normal or like make sure that my past didn't haunt me um but yeah so that was kind of like the turning point so then point. how did um like it was like you and Mike Rizzi right that got mm-hmm. to be so how did out of like those 30 creators how did it end up being the two of you that got yeah. to be like the red carpet from day one, when I started working with Much, I was like, hey, like, I want to do red carpet stuff. I love, like, celebrity interviews, yeah. like, artist stuff. Like, I'm obsessed with that world. I don't even know if there's opportunity for that. But, like, oh, okay. how can I, how can I, like, pitch yeah, different for what things? You want, like- and so, like, there were so many, oh, my gosh, meetings and pitches and, like, things that I would mm-hmm. be sending. And, again, at 18, I didn't really even know what I was doing. I didn't even know the proper way to structure these things. And I'm going into all these meetings, like, again, hoping for the best. But I always made it pretty known that I, I wanted to do all that stuff. And, I mean, you know, too, I'm sure the more you meet influencers or creators, not everyone likes that live aspect of things things and True. not everyone wants to were be a- you posting anything like that on youtube before no like not entertainment wise or not really i was more in like the makeup like world right. at that point posting that but i would post like vlogs and more like personality yeah. based stuff yeah. but not really but in like the celebrity like, depends or on like the personality too like you're an extrovert so it's totally. like i love yeah. that kind of yeah. so like you're right with youtubers yeah. and creators there's people that come across like that online but are not like that right. in person and can't necessarily or don't want to totally so i don't even think a lot of the other creators necessarily even wanted those roles but i had always told them from day one i was like when the MMBAs come around I want to be involved you let me know how like if like tell me what I need to do to be involved because like I need to like this is I'm your mm-hmm. perfect person for this so I definitely like hustled for it and and really like kind of proved myself but they were also very supportive at the time and again kind of took me under their wing before like they really shouldn't have trusted me and it was honestly I think maybe within <laughs> six months that it was the first MMBAs and I had never even done an interview before with anyone and I was interviewing Haley Be- or Haley Baldwin at the time and she was my very first interview Whoa. and again I was like freshly 18 and I was like wow like I don't know how they let me do that like I had no proof that I would be fine and like yeah. again thank god everything went well and we did a bunch of interviews that night and it went so well but I was like that's kind of crazy in hindsight that, that they that just was kind of first like, I was like let me do it and they they did <laughs> they were like okay sure yeah. if she's this sure of herself then but, it must be fine yeah no so that was crazy so that would have been the first one and I ended up doing about 
four, I think four years of MMBAs until the last MMBAs, yeah. which very sad RIP. So sad, RIP. But the last one was probably like the most full circle moment because I was like live on the red carpet with Michael Ritzy. We were yeah. doing MTV, the fashion feed. We were able to give Five Seconds of Summer an award for best dressed. We had so many fun interviews that year. It was That's like there's so there's nothing like the live on the carpet. And it yes. was live for two hours straight, no breaks. So like that was crazy too because. We knew once it was obviously live, like we just had to had to go go with it the whole time. And thank God, nothing really went wrong for live for two hours. Like as a producer, my heart's like oh, going like this live for two hours with no breaks. Yeah, no on it, a red carpet. It was crazy. It nuts. really was. But in hindsight, too, like it's one of those things that once you kind of go, like yeah, I guess like I was obviously like giddy and excited beforehand. But we had like tons of prep. We had done rehearsal. Like it was like obviously mm-hmm. a beast, and we were really like ready for it. And obviously, Michael made it a lot easier to have a co-host as well. Um, that if I ever had like any dead air or something, like and <laughs> but what's crazy too is you never know what guests you're gonna get. So we would have our producer writing on a whiteboard who was like kind of lined up next. We yeah. pulled them lot. Like it became this, it was a huge like beast. Um, but it was so funny when it was done. I was like, who did we even interview? Like I like almost like I had to rewatch it like yeah. days later just to like re-experience it because I couldn't even remember what happened. Because I was so just go, so go, go in it. Time. But yeah. it was weird after that moment too, as much as it was like literally probably one of like the biggest career highlights of my life. Like I was so, so excited about it. I honestly think I was like in this weird rut for like probably a week after because it was such an extreme high. And I was like, this is yeah. everything I've ever dreamed of. And I'm kind of like now, now what? what? Like, now is what? this it? Like, yeah. but it was, it was like the best. I look back at all those memories so fondly. It was oh, amazing. Full circle for the fan yeah, girl. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think we had Niall that year too, maybe. Or Niall was on the car. It was like, we've had the- It inter- all comes back yeah. to Niall. It's like, <laughs> literally this week has been very Niall Horde focused. <laughs> I know. Anyways. Well, I was just going to, well, no, not a real question. I was just going to jump in. With yeah. I would probably be a fangirl for Five Sauce. Oh, for you love Five Sauce? sauce? Yeah, I'm a Five Sauce fangirl. I was mm. never, like, bought in the, I like Five Sauce, but I was never really bought into, like, that. There was, like, yeah. five seconds of summer, like, fans. Mm-hmm. Fans, like, Okay, but this obsessed. is something that I did want to get back to because yeah. we mentioned it a little bit off the top in terms of, like, a loop, like, beef that'll happen between he fangirl groups. Ooh, okay. We love the tea, but like being on the outside yeah. of like f- being a fan, active fangirl yeah. now, do you think that it's changed because of the way platforms are now? Or like I see from an outsider's perspective, mm-hmm. like looking mm-hmm. at say Hailey Bieber, Selena Gomez beef oh. that kind of happens. It mm-hmm. seems that like people can be quite aggressive I mean, sometimes yeah, or like. I think it just exists in different forms. Like mm-hmm. I truly at that time felt like I was in this Twitter bubble of just like Bieber Twitter. I think yeah. so just right. fangirl Twitter, fangirl Twitter. Like totally. I, in my brain did not know, like until I worked in sports, there was like sports Twitter and there was sports Twitter famous people. I was like, what? Like that's yeah. a thing. So like, like I, you're in such a bubble and an echo chamber. Like mm-hmm. you're in your own little thing. And the only time it crossover was for beef purposes, Beyonce fans. There was always beef with like them with some, like there's just like, there was always something crossing over. But I think it exists in different forms now. I mean, I don't know because I'm not in that bubble anymore. If fangirl accounts exist the same way they used to, I don't think they do. I think now it's more so like someone makes a TikTok about it and then it's just the comment sections are what are filled yeah. with it as opposed to a Twitter thread. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if it's the same way. Like it wasn't really like a very special time that I feel like there would also be like famous fangirl accounts and yes, different fans. Like exactly. you would know of, I, you would I don't know, know still they, like that. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think it is. Yeah. Just like, I think it's like those people are grand fathered in a little bit who were forever ago but like the amount that I've gotten like people that now follow me on TikTok they're like oh my god I followed you on like Bieber Twitter days and like no we don't talk about that that's like the old we're talking about it now yeah the podcast but that's like the I'm like that's my old era I still have so many I feel like OG followers back from that era because when I was originally posting 
like my first couple of videos were around the time my friend had won this One Direction contest. We got flown down to Florida. It was this like huge album release party. And we kind of like, we did get really lucky. I always joke that I have the Jacqueline Juju in every situation, but I somehow always get really lucky with things. I was the same way. And like, it was like win every contest. Yes. yes, If like something's gonna get thrown into a crowd, I just know I'm gonna catch it. Like it's all those little things. Like I've always just been that way my entire life. But we got really lucky out of all the contest winners. We got a lot of special treatment and like had really fun moments. And they were like, the One Direction's Instagram had posted a video of me, like all these things that at that time there was kind of already like a lot of eyeballs on what was going on like in that like fandom. Yeah. So, so many people I feel like started watching my YouTube channel around that time were like, oh my God, I remember you from the One Direction days. And they're like the lifelong, like they've been around since 2014 now. And it's like crazy when you kind of grow up with those people or you see those same usernames or you're friends with them on social. And I even just met someone the other day and she was so lovely. And I always, I don't know if you feel the same way when you meet people, but you're like, oh my God, we would be friends in real life. Like it's so awesome that the internet brings us together, but they've been around forever. Well, there are cool experiences like that too. I mean, I went to the Harry Style show in which Toronto. Night? Oh, I was like, which you night? did? Which yeah. Night? We like, well, we didn't go together, but like, we got tickets through the same plug. <laughs> yeah, the g- good ticket plug. What outfit? What outfit? I'll know what night it is. What outfit? Was you had the- sunglasses on, did you not? Or did I bring you, you sunglasses? You gave me a boa. You <laughs> oh gave me a boa. <laughs> I had an extra boa, so I gave it to Jacob. <laughs> oh my god! Because we arrived at the exact same time. Yeah, that was. Too. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. But okay, I had no idea what was going on. Listen, I'm a Harry Styles fan. <laughs> But I had no idea that like the fan project was a fan project. Yeah. I was like, whoa, the coordination that still goes into those kinds of things. I was Well, when people impressed. do them for like, like Eras Tour right now, it's probably like the biggest like, like case study you can do on fan yeah. fandoms and fangirls and whatever at this moment. And like the amount, like I'm shocked that every night there's like a new fan project that they get thousands, like there's 70,000 people in these stadiums that are able mm. to coordinate it. I was never somebody that coordinated any of that stuff. <laughs> I was always like, Okay, I'm just going to show up to the show. You know what I mean? The most I ever did was on the back of my shirt. I was like, see me, tweet me. And I put my username on the back of a shirt. And then people that's would like good. tweet photos of me. Wait, to, this is like Taylor Swift? At a Bieber. At Bieber. Bieber. At Bieber. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Taylor Swift now being like universally loved and accepted has allowed me to channel that fangirl energy again, mm-hmm. but in a more adult way. I see, like, <laughs> you're laughing. You, no, like, I was, gonna, I, no, I was only going to laugh because you. Should, I was, I was going to pitch that you put your own username on your the back of your shirt now oh now yeah it's not funny no no but i think it's like an interesting i I feel like people are kind of reliving um fandom or if they missed out on it they're kind of getting to live it now like and with harry styles last summer with like the dressing up and all that stuff like that's stuff we did as teenagers but now it's i feel like more people are getting to kind of like join in on that which is actually really exciting to watch oh yeah it's so cool to see like the cultural impact even of like from the tailor outfits to the Harry Styles like there's like different like genres and niches of like how you would even dress for, like it, that's so well, like fascinating we, to we me. got our tickets the day of for Harry last like yeah August and we immediately were like someone leave work and go find feather boas yeah. like we just like found like the last few on Queen Street and it's like it was like we couldn't fathom showing up not like dressed up oh yeah that'd be crazy. weird yeah you were in like yeah. leather pants and a little like black crop top like that's not no the right that's vibe. not you the need sparkles vibe. Color, boa, Same fun makeup. Today for, in my Amazon cart, I put in, um, I saw someone on TikTok do like a, a hair bee jeweler for children oh. that like you like put on. Yes, I love that. And I'm, I'm ordering one for the Taylor Swift concert. So I'm like, well, naturally I need jewels in my hair. Jewels, obviously. Right? Like, duh. duh. But so it's just good. interesting watching it have like, you're right, cultural impact now mm-hmm. when it's like fangirl stuff from when we were teenagers, but I'm still doing the same shit today. I essentially. Agree. It is funny when you say that too. You're like, I was a closeted Taylor Swift fan. Like in so many ways, even when I started at much and obviously was trying to convince all of these people who, again, I was like very visibly 18 and like young mm-hmm. and like very bright eyed and bushy tailed, but so green when I'm trying to convince them to let me do all these things. I was like, Oh my God, I hope they don't realize like how crazy of like a fangirl I am. Mm-hmm. Cause like, that's not going to be good. And I would kind of had been given some advice to like, 
make because at the time too like I had like I had photos of like celebs on my like page or like things from the MMVAs mm-hmm. years before so like I did a good kind of like cleanup of things um and was kind of recommended to like simmer down which is really funny because if I could go back and give myself any advice it would actually be to not but it's kind of hard it was a sign of the times at that time that like like now you look on like the red carpets and they bring the fangirls to do the interviews or the people from TikTok who like yeah. the whole bit is like being a like crazy fangirl or whatever. But at that time I was very like encouraged to kind of mute it down a little bit, which I think in some ways is good that it was like very professional and not that I would have ever done anything obviously like insane, but I don't think people even realized how much of a fan I was because I was really trying to play the like I'm professional please trust mm-hmm. me I can do this whereas it's funny now I feel like I not that I like lean into it more but I'm like way more playful even on social same, and posting things same. but maybe it's because I know I'm like so far out of that era that I'm like back then I, I was a little crazy about it still so like I had to I was but I, I was even doing that with like it was funny how you were saying about like with um, you always knew you it would all come together mm-hmm. like for me like I met all the people that worked at New Music Live I knew all the producers I knew all the social media people so I was like I'm going to be set. I'm going to, at 14, I'm like, I'm going to go to the RTA School of Media for, it was then media production, I only had one thing. I was like, I'm going to go to the RTA School of Media because they all went to the RTA School of Media and then Much Music is going to give me an internship and I'm going to work here. And like, I thought I had my life planned out. So when that like shut down, it was like, like I'm screwed. I was like, <laughs> what am I doing? And yeah. I went to sports, like big pivot. But I just think it's, uh, it's interesting to see it like all come together, especially like in our everyday lives now. <laughs> Welcome back to our voicemail segment where we answer your questions and talk about things that you want to discuss. And this week we decided to curate it to the conversations about fangirls, fandoms, and you know, we're going to dive into Jacob a little bit because he hasn't really talked about his fandoms of anything yet. Sure, let me go crazy here. Go crazy. Okay, so the first question is, do you have any hacks for getting concert tickets, specifically cheaper ones from resale websites? Anyone? Okay, well, I'm a hawk for just like, not buying until the last minute. Yeah, like, I know. Trying so and just like putting it out to the universe, being like, cross your fingers. You put You're the talking about you got calendar. the good juju. Like, yeah. exactly. Yeah, just being on it and like three hours two hours in advance mm-hmm. as long as you know where you're gonna like get your transit to get to the show mm-hmm. you're fine it's also and a luxury like, of living in the city but absolutely yeah maybe that's not like perfect for everyone but if you live in a big city and like can get around fairly easily that's like the best tip i think i've got i've scored good tickets like that and you know what i've also sold tickets last minute like kind of putting some good karma back out into the world for my tickets would be like oh i can't really make this show let me sell them for like half price an Mm -hmm. hour a couple hours before yeah what about you? I actually have a crazy story. I don't know how I haven't brought this up yet. Speaking of fandoms and reselling tickets. So my first note, yes, buying tickets the day of, that's always what I used to do back in the day. I mean, I still do it now. Yeah. And I literally, I think I must have been 15. My dad was driving me to Detroit because One Direction was going there. And I was like, I'll be able to get better tickets in Detroit because Toronto's more popular. We'll do Detroit. And we literally didn't even have tickets. It was a family operation. My mom is back at home. And this is kind of before like cell phones are as like useful as they are now. (laughs) So my mom is back home trying to like find a ticket on StubHub for us. We were driving across the border, fully to the States, like doing this trip without even having tickets. And I don't think we we got tickets until like 10 minutes before we showed up there. And also you didn't have mobile tickets then. So we had to go to like a FedEx and print them off. Like it was stuff that we would do. It was really inspirational actually. My dad like had an Amex really early on. Yeah. And he would become like the little resell king. Like oh, he that's would a good like one. scalper. Like the front of the line. Front of the line. <laughs> but then tickets. what I would do is like he would like buy he'd buy a bunch of individual tickets, but then I had a Twitter account to be able to sell them. So I would sell
sell them to like fans that like fall on tour that didn't get tickets. He how does that work always on tour? I would always see that. I'm like, how does he would this always work? do that? But that was like that was kind of like, wasn't <laughs> playing them on StubHub. I don't even know how we did. It. I think they would just like e transfer them. We like we just sent them just the ticket hope for the best, and, and we like email them the ticket. But that was back in the day. But um, another hack is um, box office day of always has tickets available. So my sister used to work in concert and uh, concerts at MLSC. Like her whole job was like literally like putting on the shows like Ariana Grande all these big shows and they never know how they always underestimate how many seats are going to be available and then they bring the stage in and then there's always extra seats available because oh this light doesn't fit the same way here as it does in Detroit in Toronto whatever so seats always get available there are always tickets day of Mm -hmm. um, and they're always face value because they're just being sold to you directly from like the stadium so that's how I got Harry Styles tickets and I will add I'm not going to say who, but you and I have a mutual friend who used to do this, maybe still does this. I'm going to say don't do this. This is an anti-tip. Oh, I think I know what buying, you're going to say. If, I know you, what if you're you have say. two, If you're looking for to go to a show with you and, and a friend, buying four tickets and selling the other two for double the price. Oh, don't do that. And okay. then you make the money back. And then you make everybody, the money back and you're essentially going me, for free. I ha- told me to do that for Taylor Swift because I, oh, had, it feels I mean. had four it's, mean. It's fame. mean. It's I, mean. I bought it's four tickets and I for the, I for on this podcast kept talking about how I have one available left. It's taken now. But I had, for the longest time, it was just like me and these two other girls that are going, we're like, we yeah. knew it was the three of us going but i bought the fourth ticket because like i was able to yeah and everyone was like just sell the fourth one then you can pay for your tickets and i was like but this is the issue i have to sit beside that person the whole show knowing <laughs> exactly. that i charged I them ten thousand dollars for oh a ticket God. and not my guilt could okay nev- this is the thing could mm. not a chance and so the same mutual friend used to pretend that they also, also purchase tic- tickets oh. from someone else. Oh, like, and, yeah, it was, well, too, and it was them. Yeah, don't they do that. They committed to the bit. Okay. <laughs> don't do Wait, that. Wait, I actually have a good story about like StubHub and reselling tickets. And this is your reminder of like not to do anything sketchy and just put out good vibes. Because, oh, is this your Harry Styles? Yeah, have I told yes, you this yeah, StubHub yeah. story? Okay, so no. basically the long and short of it is this just happened back in January. So he announced these Palm Springs shows and I was in LA already. I was there with my family on vacation. Tori happened to be in town. And me and Tori were like, let's do a girl's trip and let's go to the final show. This is the final North American show of this tour. So he had maybe one show and the next show was his birthday which was the final show so we really wanted to go to the birthday show but we weren't able to find tickets and we were like okay it's gonna be super hard I don't know if the day of technique is gonna work so we were like let's just see what we can do we were able to secure two tickets for the day before then of course the next morning more tickets go on sale for the birthday show so we end up buying the birthday show and I was like okay I don't need to go to both shows like let's just resell the first show and we'll go to the final big big birthday show so we put them on StubHub and and also like we bought these through Ticketmaster like face value but these are the verified fam like they're they were an arm and a leg already like insane pricing but again he's like the one person that I'll I'll go I'll go and ball out for but I was like I don't even care like I just want to make some money back like I don't even know if someone's gonna buy them for even what I paid even though that was face value so I list them on StubHub and eventually someone buys them and when you kind of send the ticket over you can send a little message when you like transfer them the ticket so I, I was like not going to send anything. And all of a sudden I was like, you know, let me just write them a cute little message. So I was like, hope you enjoy the show. Hashtag treat people with kindness. Like TW, treat people, TPWK. And something like a cute little like note. And then that night, so the show, so sorry, this was the day before the show. The next day I get a phone, I get like an email and I got this like notification saying that StubHub didn't send the ticket. It like became this whole fiasco through the platform, even though I did send the ticket and the person did receive them, I could see that they had accepted it. So there was like a weird glitch with StubHub. Then StubHub goes, Mm -hmm. you're a scammer. You're not getting your money. The person didn't receive their tickets. And I was like, what is going on? So I had this person's email because I had e-transferred them basically the ticket. And I was like, hey, can you tell StubHub that... 
I sent you the tickets. Like it's saying that I'm not going to get paid out. Like you clearly received them. And he was like, oh my God, this happened to me when I used StubHub a few months ago. Like I'll call them. We'll sort it out, whatever. So basically what ends up happening, StubHub always guarantees you a ticket. So they had already sent him a new set of tickets because there was a glitch thinking that they didn't get my tickets. So he goes, so he's like, can I call you? And I was like, sure. He calls and he goes, hey, I didn't know if you were like a bot or not. Cause I saw you had a Toronto number and we're here in California. Mm -hmm. I thought you were like a scalper or something. He goes, are you in California right now? I go, yeah, like I'm in LA. He goes, any chance you want to go to the show tonight? Like I have your tickets still. I'm not going to use them. StubHub gave me a better set of tickets. And I was like, oh my God. So I'm like looking at the clock. I hadn't even showered. It was one of those days. It was like, like five o'clock. And like, we were like, like you're moseying around, you know what I mean? And I was, so I look at my parents and I was like, mom, you want to go to the Harry Styles show? Like, I think we got to leave now. We got to drive to Palm Springs. So anyways, it was this amazing, like cute little story. I ended up meeting these people. It was like this, this um, dad and his daughter and we met them at the show. They were super nice. They ended up saving our lives and dro- drove us out of the concert because we were like stranded in Palm Springs. It was this really beautiful story of like connection. No but I go, what was the whole reason like that you even offered me the tickets? Like, why didn't you just resell them and make your, like make money back? And he's like, well, I saw you said the hashtag like treat people with kindness and I knew you must have been like a genuine fan. So I just wanted to offer them back to you. Oh. So I was like there are good people in the world it was this like really Jacqueline Juju moment I feel like we hear so many horrible stories about like StubHub and Ticketmaster and all these things so hearing like when you told me that I was like oh that's good like good vibes and I thought I was getting scammed when he was you both are like like, you both are like yeah we're like what's going on the the meme this (laughs) (laughs) no it was a really cute like heartwarming story you're like good people do exist out there and Harry Styles brings us together okay so that leads us into our next question what's the best concert you've ever been to then oh for the group that's a good question. Okay, it's so tricky because there's different different things for different reasons. Like someone like a Taylor Swift, like her production value and like in terms of a show is like so incredible to watch with all the lights and the bright, like in a stadium, like that's insane. Mm-hmm. But like my one of my first concerts ever, I was like six years old, Avril Lavigne. We were in the pit. I was on my mom's shoulders and I was like, had my little <laughs> devil horns on and was like so into it. And like that, like... I yeah. still have those memories and like bits of that and That's that is true. so special to me but it has to be like a One Direction concert like back yeah. in like the Take Me Home era what, like, like 2013 peak, peak. Yeah. like there was this one time I think like Harry Styles threw Skittles at me and I was like oh my god oh. like I'm gonna die a Skittle <laughs> has touched me that he has like <laughs> like yeah. that that, that yeah. was so fun that era Taylor Swift has always been my favorite shows just cause you're yeah. right but like Reputation Stadium Tour I was like had unbelievable seats I had won them so I didn't pay for oh. them and like Whoa. And she played like one of my favorite songs ever for the first time ever, like as a surprise song. It was just Aww. like, it was like a euphoric experience. And it was just like such a good production. Yeah, I haven't been to a lot of like massive stadium shows, yeah. but I prefer festivals, not mm-hmm. prefer festivals, but I've just been to a lot more festivals. Totally. Yeah. I think one of the best sets I've ever seen is actually Ellie Goulding at Coachella. Oh. It was like a sunset yeah. set. And it was very like that, like you were kind of saying, like different things depending on what kind of vibe you're looking for. Yeah. And at that, it was like just the perfect amount of drunk. Yeah. Sunsets. Mm-hmm. Yep. Perfect temperature. Everything like and then just stars like, like all aligned. Yeah. yeah and like I was a I'm a fan. You know what? So it was it was it was solid. Oh, that's fun. Voicemail question number three. Okay, this is a good one. Favorite celebrity you've ever met? Hmm. Do you? I don't know. Oh uh, well. Okay, it's like. Can it's I like, put someone on blast that I met? And I, <laughs> oh, this is a slander <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Sorry, it said least favorite. Uh, no, I mean spill the tea now. I'm yeah, in. You know what? Because I was like, this is gonna be this is gonna be my favorite artist I ever meet. Because oh, no. I used to shoot a lot of celebrity interviews. Okay. Back in the day, and I was 
Do you know who Cher Lloyd is? Yes. yes. I used to One love Direction her. Era. Yeah, yes. One Direction era. Launch you back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She, she performed at Listen. like the Kiss 92.5, a wham, bam. Yes, Listen. I went to that for Cher Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't be so excited about Cher Lloyd because oh, no. it was... Don't Don't. don't. It, it, listen. <laughs> I don't I don't feel bad about ruining someone on the podcast because you ruined Anna Kendrick for me. Yeah, that's true. That's oh. true. Cher Lloyd, okay, we have to shoot this interview. And you know what? She was opening for someone at... Scotiabank so who knows maybe it was was she did she open for 1D is that what you said no, I don't know no it doesn't matter we were interviewing her and like we walk into her green room and she refused to stand up so we had to she was sitting on this chair and we had to take our gear <laughs> and set up the gear around the chair that she just sat on the entire time we were in the room oh, and then she, like we were like oh we're really excited to see that and she's like okay or whatever I don't know anyway that was a bad one so I'm gonna I have an incredible one. pivot oh. from that share like it's probably the same time she's in Toronto I was trying to meet her outside her hotel in Yorkville and it's my friend Lily and I were like oh we're just so tired like let's just go to Subway and I go to Subway and in line in front of me is Charlie Sheen and his oh. manager goes his manager goes do you guys want a photo with charlie and we're like um sure this is when he's promoting that show anger management like this yeah. like whatever wait, like after he, wait, his wait. like yeah. viral moment this is like tiger he, blood like era charlie oh, okay. Sheen. Did you just, the manager asked you <laughs> yes, you want a photo with him good PR and there was <laughs> no, they hey, wanted, by the way do you want a picture they wanted good pr and we're two like teenage girls and he wanted good pr and there was paparazzi outside so we go outside and take this photo with charlie sheen where he's holding a lighter over my shoulder and it was hilarious what? like it's my favorite celebrity photo i have just due to the fact that it's so random <sighs> favorite like celebrity probably remember probably like again like one direction or something but like yeah. favorite celebrity moment i think is that because it was just like the most random experience and i was trying to meet Cher lloyd and she did not come out and say hi to the fans Cher was not at subway no maybe if you brought that chair there she would have been there but <laughs> oh, probably <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm yeah and kidding. you said Cher was it at the mmbas but like it could have been that yeah maybe, maybe, it was, maybe it was i know i think we did dww down with webster, down with, webster. with the horror wow. like we had some oh, i would I've, I've met those guys they're nice okay, okay good, good good okay so a positive review okay what about yes. you yes. Who's yes. Like okay your... um maybe favorite like interactions it's also hard too because i feel like especially doing like interviews and stuff yeah i get a very specific experience like I'm not gonna get anyone being a diva to me like we're filming a video today. yeah exactly. it's different like so in some ways I feel like I'm very lucky I've had a lot of good experiences um Madison Beer I've interviewed her maybe like three or four I've heard times nothing she but good things about her. is so incredible and so lovely and every time I see her she'll like be like oh my god the last time we were talking about that like she's just so personal and like so lovely um Really love her. And also Lennon Stella. I think she's super oh, sweet. I I've interviewed her, her a few so times. And she is too. so, so lovely. So those are probably my two like favorites. I love but. that. Well, thank you so much for talking all things fandoms and fangirls. This was really I fun. think we have to have, I feel like we'll have to go to like a show together yeah. and then do like a debrief, like mini app, mic us up for the show. I don't know. That'd yeah. be fun. Coming Lo along for the live streaming on yeah. TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I am exactly. in. Count me um, in. Every episode, you get the chance to have like your moment, your goodbye, your message you want to give to the people, mm -hmm. and that's your camera, and you can say whatever you want, or you oh can plug God. yourself, do whatever you want. Okay, you know what? This is a very Jacqueline thing that I do every single day, and I feel like this could be a nice way to end the podcast, especially after talking everyone's ear off. I always say, take the deepest breath you've taken all day. Just like a little grounding moment. So that with my roses and thorns, I do all the time. So maybe I'm I'll leave them with that. I love One that. more for good luck. <laughs> I'm Thanks also for having a, me on. I'm also a huge rose and thorn person. So just another thing we have in common. Oh my God. We're just... <laughs> <laughs> So weird this whole time. <laughs> this is no, great. We're good. We're good. We're Thank good. you we're so much good. for having me. This was it's really we're fun. Good. It's, we're good. <laughs>
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.